Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. It's Enrico Palazzo! Some shit. We've got eight faces on here. We're live. Lots of podcasts. It's MKB Fantasy. Virginia Mike, Britton Allen, two T's, two L's. Utah. And then Give me two. Sammy doing his first official main show. He's been hosting with Benjamin Chase over on the Prospect Power Half Hour a couple of times, but here he is at SamFBB1 on Twitter or what used to be known as Twitter, guys. I don't, I don't, not even, I'm not making the adjustment to X. And I see this icon here in my browser. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But, you know, we got to move on with the times here, guys. Today's show is going to be jam-packed. We're going to talk about trade deadline strategies. You know, how do you make trades? How do you make moves when the trade deadline is looming and players are on the move? We got players on the move today. Lance Lynn was dealt today to the Dodgers. So Giolito was moved late last night. David Robinson went to the Marlins. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about here. But uh, first of all, we like to go around the horn. Mikey, how's it going over there in Virginia? Is everybody okay? It's going well, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's been hot as hell the past couple of days here. Like uh, two heat advisories back to back. So, um, little, yeah, been a little warm. Uh, and also, breaking news: Kendall Graveman has been traded to the Houston Astros. Wow, dude! Wow, yeah. dude! Britton, how you feel about it? I feel great about it. I am super excited about the trade deadline. I think this is exciting. I love all the trades. You know, you click refresh on MLB trade rumors and just wait for when somebody trades a fifth outfielder that no one cares about. And you're like, oh, I thought it was going to be interesting. Wrong. Whit Merrifield goes to the Astros and you're like, what? I don't care. But don't worry. It's coming. The big trades are coming. Jack Flaherty, Verlander, Scherzer. It's all coming, so you just got to be ready. Was that a shot yep. at Whit Merrifield? I don't, that's not cool. Sam, what do you think of that? The shot at Whit Merrifield? Uh, I've, I no, haven't been in on for a while, but no, any of it. Uh, I'm excited other than I'm a Mariners fan, so I'm pre-programmed or conditioned to be disappointed by whatever my team does. I will be significantly underwhelmed, and it will be the wrong thing to do looking back a year from now, we'll be like, why the hell did we ever make that move? So, but I'm excited. Like I, you know, I love baseball. <laughs> I love chaos. I love watching it happen that nobody expected to happen. So I'm super excited for that. But again, the pitchfork tells you, I already know where my place is. So. 
Hmm. Well, objection. <laughs> objection, your honor. The Mariners made a great trade for Luis Castillo. He's a stud ace. That was a great trade. So reverse jinx is in the house. I do want them to make good moves. Uh, uh, I like DePoto. I think he's one of the best general managers we've had other than Pat Gillick, who led us to those teams in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, Yes, I will give that credit. But I'm telling you, we've never been to a World Series. We traded away Jason Veritek and Derek Lowe for Heathcliff Slocum. Like uh, my history, I just I know my history. So that's all I'm saying. I love the Mariners. I, I'll, I'll rep them every day, fan until I die, but disappointment is part of that. Just is. How do you think this Graveman deal changes anything at all for both Chicago and Houston, Mike? Well, clearly the White Sox are uh, burning it down, so um, I don't think it changes much for, for Graveman. I think Presley's still going to be the close there, obviously, if you're playing a holds league. Graven might be somebody worth looking at. Um, but uh, for Chicago, I think they said, Rakan said he wanted to keep the core intact, which was Robert, Eloy, Cease, and somebody else. Although I think Cease is going to get dealt at some point as well. So, yeah. Yep. Ew. Mm-hmm. Well, Cease being dealt yeah. is a mistake, I think. But uh, I don't yeah. control that stupid team, you know. I'm Supposedly my allegiance goes to the other stupid team in the ALC. Go Tigers! But... Well, I'll flip I'll flip it back on you, Michael, here. There's been some rumors that Rodriguez and Lorenzen and Foley and all these guys are getting traded. How do you feel about that? Sounds good to me. It's fine. You know, I mean, Rodriguez, easy come, easy go. He's been really good this year. Uh, Lorenzen's a total fraud, an absolute fraud. He can't do it. Can't do it. I don't believe in what he's doing at all. He doesn't strike out enough guys. He's a ticking time bomb, just like Andrew Abbott of the Reds is. You know, there's ticking time bombs all over the place. And unfortunately, you can't. Have it both ways. Baseball can be cruel and it can be beautiful, but it's not always the same simultaneously. So that's how I feel about that. And I say get rid of everybody, keep the core, keep growing, and see what happens next. Bring up Justin Henry Malloy, bring up Colt Keith, bring up everybody. What about Wilmer Flores? You know, everybody talked about Wilmer Flores as their most exciting pitching prospect for the Tigers, but Reese Olsen jumped him in line. Others have jumped him in line this year, and Wilmer Flores is still down there working, and I haven't heard a peep about it at all. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> Sounds like you know your stuff. Sounds like you should be the GM of the Tigers. <laughs> I would love to be the no. GM of the Tigers, but I'd be terrible at the political aspect of it. I would get fired really quickly. That's what would happen. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, if it was me and Scott Illich, the owner of the Tigers talking, he'd be like, now, uh, due to some budget constraints, we're not going to be able to keep Eduardo Rodriguez. He'd be like, fuck you. And then it would be, <laughs> I'd be fired. And I'd be like, oh, Jesus, did I just say that? Or think it. Did that just happen? Yeah, having that much having that much contempt for your your open contempt for your boss isn't good for a, a, a employer situation. <laughs> but hey, I'm, but no, your love of the your love of the tigers would would ride you know make it through though no matter what. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Shit happens. Either way, I'm excited for the trade deadline. We'll just talk about strategies related to it because it's important for all of us to be aware of. You know, how do we make moves? Sam, do you move around differently when you're in your leagues for the trade deadline? I mean, because even the few days before it, like right now, it's already impacting rosters, and you have to be aware of that. Right. So uh, I play a lot of Dynasty, so I'll say the trade deadline has two meanings to me because it's, A, 
do I have a team that's competing or am I playing to rebuild for the next year or the next window? And so yeah, being exactly. aware of, yeah, right, right on being aware of moving pieces like Ahmad Rosario going to the Dodgers, like he had uh, lost some value and perceived value, but going to the Dodgers where it's a significantly better offensive environment, there may be some hope for him. And so being aware of those little tweaks as we play the game. Yes. Now redraft, you know, you have to be aware of trends anyway. So absolutely. I think there's where it becomes far more important for us to be aware of who's moving, what position did that open up for somebody else in that team and who, what opportunity did they take away? Like this Kendall Graveman, uh, trade that you were talking about, like in real life, that's a great fucking trade for Houston because it solidifies a bullpen for him. He's a great arm. He's proven. Uh, when he was at the Mariners, we loved him. He had a great presence in the clubhouse. We were really pissed off that we traded him in the first place. So like there's these series of things for it. But in in Dynasty or in Fantasy Redrafted, there's no real like I'm, I'm not going to take action on Kendall Graveman. You know, I don't think that he's oh. going into a he's going to get more opportunities for solds. I think he's going into a deeper bullpen, a far more established bullpen, and he may have those opportunities because he's a name and he got traded for, but I don't trust it as much as if another closer, like the David Robertson thing, is going to open up a significant amount of playing time for Rayleigh while Diaz is still out. And so I would be very interested, especially in solds leagues, to have exposure to Rayleigh right now because he is going to get far more work than he's getting in more high leverage situations, I would believe that would be my takeaway from it initially. So, you know, you, you have to be aware as a player, you have to really be pushing certain things uh, into your consciousness, but you know, it's all, it's all part of the game, right? It's a six month grind. So who isn't paying attention that is part of that grind anyway, who isn't checking daily box scores and going over things. So like, yeah, like it's an important piece, but you just ramp up. You know that you have to have heightened awareness over the next week about what's happening. Can you make that move first in your league if there's trades available? Or can you get that guy on fab first or make that move before? You know, it's all it's all part and parcel with what we already do. So the illusion has become real. And the more real it becomes the more desperate they want it. Well said. Nice and succinct too, Sam. Great job. All right, listen up. We got to get into our business time. We'll talk about all this stuff and our strategies. We're live here. I got Sammy Britton and Mikey here. Follow them all on what used to be known as Twitter, now called X, MKB Fantasy, Sam FBB1, and Britton Allen, 2Ts, 2Ls. Utah. And then, of course, MJ Govier, if you prefer. Palazzo Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. Maybe you've heard of it. Get into the business time here. Ratchet it up. Just like we do here every Friday or Thursday, depending when we do this show. Uh, by the way, to me, this is this is the end, guys. This is the point in the season. I can feel it right now. I feel it around me, Britain. There are a lot of people who have decided that football is now taking precedence. It's, it's a switch that flips, and it's happened right now. I can feel it. Can you feel it? You have to feel it. Fantasy football is about to start up. And if your team is in ninth place out of 12 in a bunch of your leagues, it's time to look at that fantasy football draft. You don't care anymore about Rowdy Talese or any of those players. You didn't draft Strider or Acuna. You're done with this season. It's over. This season treated you wrong. (laughs) 
So it's it's time to move on to fantasy football because I know a lot more about football than I do baseball. That's also wrong, but uh, that's what a lot of people think. So you just got that's what they're going to be playing. They're going to be playing players that are on the IL, and they don't care. They're not looking at their lineups. That's when you start moving up the spot. Wrong. So, we say this every single year. Fantasy football is going to take away half the league because they're in seventh place or even further down. So just keep grinding because a lot can happen. Injuries can happen. The team in first place, their big guys get injured, and all of a sudden, you're and of course, the flip can happen to you. That's why you keep grinding your waiver wire, and you go grab Moose Mustakis because he's going to get every day third base for the Angels that are the hottest team in baseball. That's putting they've put they've put all their chips on their table. Mike D style rounder shout out and say, <laughs> "Take this, Teddy KGB. I'm putting it all in there." And that's what the Angels are doing. And that's why you got to go grab those kind of off the beaten trail. Like nobody, nobody that is looking at fantasy football is going to give Mike Moustakis. Heck no. So, but you got to just keep your eye on it because there are opportunities out there for home runs and RBIs. And man, I'm talking a lot. So now I'm just going to stop. Sitting with the scumbags, telling jokes. That's what we're doing here. Sitting with the scumbags, telling jokes, rounder style. Uh, We got... We're in the business time section. Mike, we got a nice little show we're doing on Sunday. Why don't you tell the good people what's going on this Sunday with you and whoever else wants to join? Yeah, so I'm gonna, uh, this Sunday, mark your calendars, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to be doing uh, next week preview, uh, talking uh, waiver wire pickups, ads, drops, and taking your questions, too. So um, if you have questions for the upcoming week, two-star pitchers, who should I start weekly, daily, whatever it may be, it's all going to be on there. So uh, join me 4 p.m. Excellent. Where are you going to be at? Uh, same right here uh, <laughs> on the Plaza Podcast on YouTube. So yeah. uh, make sure you guys join me. That's a- I'll send the link out. Make sure you follow me. That's right. MKB Fantasy on Twitter. Of course, in the Discord. Get in the Discord. To me, this is where things are going now. I said this the other day. I'm saying it again. I didn't buy into this. A lot of people freak out when Elon Musk first bought Twitter. And I was like, okay, whatever. You guys get caught up in the hype of things. I'm here in reality dealing with the day-to-day. But then, you know, things have gotten a little different now. Now that Twitter has a completely different logo, it's no longer that classic blue and white bird, which was an iconic logo. It really was. And now it's X. And now I'm starting to see where the future is going here. And maybe I was a little late to the party. Maybe I blew it. But I feel like Discord, our Discord, is a place where we can control what we want to do. And I, I say control in a way that is not, like, overbearing or, like, constantly tinkering like Elon Musk does with Twitter. I'm just saying that this is our area where we can talk fantasy baseball, anything we want, total Bozo Fest 24-7. We don't have to worry about anything else. And I think you see this as a future. Curated communities for people who they know what they want to be there for. And I think that's what we're doing with the Discord. So I want you guys to get there. It's totally free. Link's in the description. Totally free. You can ask Mike questions. Uh, Britton's not in there so much. Uh, he's not tech savvy. I'll say that. And he knows that. He'll be the first to admit that. Uh, Sam's not really in there either, although he is a member. But, you know, he's a busy guy. He's a businessman, a family man. I'm in there a lot, and Ben Chase is in there a lot, and Mike's in there plenty. So we got you covered. Plus, we got Christian Crespo and all these other people who are really, really intelligent people. Like, just everybody in there seems to know what they're doing. So it's a great place to be. Uh, Britton, what's going on with It's Gone? What's the latest? Uh, thank you very much. I actually uh, released it on Sunday. 
uh, which is somewhat rare. But so I was happy about that. But my biggest uh, guy I talked about was Sal Freelick. Yeah, I love Sal Freelick, and and not just because he had a great uh, you know first couple of days. Obviously that helps. But I've been a Sal Freelick friend for a lot. So it's just players like that that I talk about on Sunday. It's called It's Gone. It's published by Sports Ethos. And if you follow me, it always gets uh, posted on there. So I appreciate it if you check it out. Yeah, great job. Well done. That's what I'm talking about. Make sure you check out It's Gone. Get a little bit of fab updates from my main man, Britain. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, Sam, you got anything you want to talk about to plug? I'm going to be doing uh, some podcasting with the Dynasty Guru uh, between now and the end of the season. Uh, so I'll be on that platform as well. Uh, and I'm just living my best life this summer. It's actually been really good. So, Oh, that's beautiful. That's it. Wow, dude. That's it. It's living, just living my best life. That's what I'm doing, boss. Boss. Yes, sir. That's two days in a row you call me boss, and uh, I got to say, I like it. I like it a lot because I'm a power-hungry <laughs> ego maniac. I'm built in the name of Donald Trump. I've followed him, and I've decided I want to be just like him. Right? Isn't that right? Did I get that right? Uh, as far as the business time goes, I just alienated most of our audience now, and they're gone. You guys can always Q&A with us in the Discord, like I said. We have an email. I don't. We don't ever get emails. Palazzopodcast at gmail.com. Utah. Two L's, two Z's. Give me two. Very easy. Send us an email if you want to get connected with us directly. And Tout Wars. Tout Wars is having a trade deadline special, and it's going to be on Tuesday because the trade deadline is at what? 5 p.m.? 4 p.m.? I thought it was a little bit lighter, but Six uh, o'clock? I could be wrong. Yes, something like that. Either way, it's on Tuesday like between 4 and 6 p.m. Eastern time. And Tout Wars is doing like a Zoom live thing with a bunch of people who are in Tout Wars. So I'm going to be a part of that. And I think that's going live right after the trade deadline finalizes from like 4 to 7 or right before it finalizes. Plus, I'm also doing Joe Orico. Shout out to Britain's main man from the Sports <laughs> Network. Joe's doing a big trade deadline special himself. And that's starting earlier in the day and ending Right before the, or right when the Tout Wars special kicks off. So you can, you can watch Joe Rico's show earlier in the day from like 2 to 6 and then switch over to Tout Wars from 5 to 8 or 4 to 7. And you can get a, everybody. You can get me twice if you want. I'll be on at 4 p.m. Eastern time with Joe Rico on the Trade Deadline special. Please check it out. Follow Joe. It's going to be a great special. Bunch of really cool people. Justin Mason. Bunch of luminaries that you're familiar with in the fantasy baseball world will be on Joe's show and then the Tout War show right after. So lock that in. Put it in your calendars. Trade Deadline Fiesta. Two shows for the price of one. I don't think you can beat it, guys. I do not think you can beat it. Yes. That's the wrong button. It's not a scary thing. It's an exciting thing. Uh, and then uh, Patreon, $3. We haven't had a single person sign up this season at all. That's a fact. So I admit it freely because it's the truth. But maybe one day. We'll get a new subscriber. We've had the same 15 diehards all season, and I want to thank all 15 diehards at our Patreon. You 15 patrons, you keep my motor running. It keeps you running. Yeah, it keeps you running. It keeps you running. Yeah, so I feel good about that. And then uh, Groove Govier new every Tuesday, ftmfantasy.com. Live every Tuesday, ftmfantasy.com. Great article, covers everything you need to know. We're also on the quest for 1,000 subs here. We're 534, so we're a little over halfway there. Get us to 1,000 subscribers so we can turn on Super Chats. I learned, guys, 
You can't do super chats unless you've had a certain amount of viewing hours or a certain number of subscribers and all this other bullshit. So even though we've been on this channel for, gosh, over three years now, we're still not eligible. <laughs> so somebody was complaining about it like a month ago, and that's the truth. That's the answer. We can't do super chats because we're not cool enough. Get us cool enough. Become a subscriber right now, please. You don't even have to be here. Just be a sub. I don't care. Just get it done. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Plots of Podcast Invitational still rolling along. We'll check on updates on that on a later date, but it's still rocking and rolling. And I want to thank everybody for competing. Lastly, reviews. Five-star reviews, please. Spotify, we have a 4.8 with 22 reviews. That sucks. That is totally bogus. There's no reason anybody should have gave us less than five stars. We give everything every week, don't we, guys? We do. That is true. Week in, week out. Come on. I'm the truth. Yeah. 4.8. That's bogus. 4.8 is like a C minus. I don't know why this rating system is the way it is. You get one four star out of five and you get, it's like getting a D minus. It's so stupid. So, so ridiculous. We're going to get all in your face and point out your fault. Yeah. Apparently somebody did that. So if you haven't rated us on Spotify, we need five stars big time. And you don't even have to write anything. All you have to do is click five stars and lock it in. So if you could do that, please bring our rating up. And then on Apple, write a review real quick. Say, this show rules, unadulterated goodness, 24-7, five stars. Lock it in, and you can move on with your day. It's that simple, okay? All right. Well, we're rocking and rolling here. Mike Virginia, MKB Fantasy. Britton Allen, two T's, two L's. Utah. Give me two. And Sam, Northwestern Sam, a beautiful man with a beautiful mind who loves the Mariners, Sam FBB1 on Twitter. What used to be? And a beautiful beard, by the way. Gorgeous beard. Oh. Yeah. Top five beard. Also, it's not called Twitter anymore, so I lied. All right. Let's get into leading off. <laughs> We always like to get things going here on leading off with our first catch of the day. Our first catch of the day. Uh, before we get to that, though, we got a live chat question. You guys could jump in the live chat anytime. This show is built on the live chat. In fact, the live chat's been awfully quiet so far, kind of freaking me out in a way. But Charles is here. Charles, thanks for being here, buddy. I have two relief pitchers, Ryan Presley and Devin Williams. Head-to-head points redraft, five points per save. Would you hold or add two more starting pitchers for the fantasy playoffs? We could start 12 starting pitchers a week. Wow, that is a... Bye, Felicia. I would so, be... I'm gonna, yeah, go ahead, Mike. I, I'm going to jump in here. I probably... <laughs> Charles, I love you, man. I get this... He asks me this question probably almost every week. Oh, he um, does? <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I probably get this question at least once a week. You um, need to give a different answer then. I guess, the I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 Charles, <laughs> yeah, Charles, my original answer was to hold them. My new answer is drop them and find two starting pitchers to add. So, uh, no, honestly, I'm holding Presley and I'm holding Devin Williams for the saves. Um, but, again, that's just my take. It depends on what the rest of your league looks like and how many other closers everybody else has and the spots that you have for those. But um, uh, I'm that's, holding uh, Williams and Presley. That's the most important thing, I think, right there is that what is the roster construction for pitchers? Do you have to throw a relief pitcher? Are there just open pitching slots? Because when we get in the playoffs, right. you have the most upside as possible. And the only way you want a closer is this is the guaranteed person on a winning team that is going to at least get two or three appearances every week. So um, I think your advice is spot on. Wow. Well, it's clear that in points leagues, unless things have changed, I mean, 
you want starters. Starting pitchers are always much more valuable in points leagues than relievers. Pretty much, pretty much universally, right? Yeah, you want innings pitch, strikeouts, and wins, and a a closer doesn't get you any of that. And, and five points for saves, even with someone as elite as Devin Williams, who's like number one or two with saves in the entire MLB, which is, you know, kind of flown under the radar a little bit. It's He's true. been really, really good. But yeah, in a points head-to-head format, drop those guys and go pick up like two start Josiah Gray or something like oh, that. Whoa, know, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's right. You hate. You just stepped in it, dude. Yeah, oh, you want to you want to stand I mean, up for Josiah Gray, Sam? No, no, oh, okay, I do good. not. I, I just I just <laughs> met a player like that on the waiver wire. Like, <laughs> go get uh, uh, Kyle Gibson if he's like I don't know who's on your waiver. That's wire. not bad. That's team. actually a good call. Yeah. Kyle Gibson's been striking out about nine per nine lately, or I mean, at least and it's going to it's yeah, it's going to feel really weird to drop an elite closer for some ding dong like Kyle Gibson, but you got to do it because Kyle Gibson is on a two start week is a hundred percent going to get more points and well, points are all that matters. The, I keep thinking about 12 starts maximum for that question that he has. I would want to make sure that I'm, I'm getting all 12 starts. And if I get that and still have pitching spots open, those are the places that I'd hold on to the relievers, you know, if if I've already got six two start pitchers and there's seven open slots, I'm I'm going to have a reliever in there more than likely. But well, you could start twelve starters a week, or does that mean like twelve starters on the roster or up to twelve starts? Mike, you know the clarification on this. I, believe. I, I don't. I believe I believe it's twelve starters he can start uh, per week. So um, meaning maximum he can pitch for a starter is tw- is twelve. Okay. So. Well, bottom. I don't care. Even if Devin Williams has three saves in a week, that's 15 points in Charles's league. And if you get a starter who pitches twice in a week, you could top that pretty easily. I feel like, even if that's not a dominant yep. starter. So, yeah. Like I said, it would depend. It would depend. Like Sam mentioned, it would also depend on whether or not he needs to actually have two closers in the in those RP spots, or if they're all pitcher just pitcher spots or SP spots or whatever it may be. So Paxton and Yuri Perez are on Charles's team, or their options. Those are great options. Yeah. Yuri Perez could be back soon. Maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, we got some other commentary here from Helmut, the old legend himself. What's up, Helmut? Give me two. You got it, buddy. You can give me two any time of the day. Utah. Will the two. stupid Rockies sell this deadline? Who will get opportunities if they do? Coors. An old washed out, <laughs> old washed out veteran will replace somebody young on their team and take away playing time <laughs> to the end of this year and probably the beginning of next year. I expect Zach Fee and others to <laughs> not get any realistic playing time or opportunity to learn from failure to correct themselves and adjust the league. It's going to be a shit show for the next five years. The owner of that place is an idiot, and I feel terrible victory. You know what they're going to do, Sam? They're going to sign Miguel Cabrera, uh, and block. he's going to block everybody. They're just going to sign some old washed-up guy and be like, oh, yeah, we'll play him and block all of our top prospects for the developmental aspect of it and <laughs> continue to have this be a dumpster fire franchise. So. Right. Well, isn't isn't Moustakis now starting in L.A. for the rest of this year? correct. So he will end up being the starting third baseman for the Colorado Rockies in 2024 and 2025. <laughs> yeah, he was. He already was. <laughs> he already was. Coors. 
And they've got Anthony Rendon possibly coming back, who's always hurt. They've got Ed. Uh, I don't love him, but Eduardo Escobar hit a home run yesterday. They got a lot yes. of options. Brandon Drury's coming back. He's been throwing from third. So there's a lot going on just, there with the Angels. They're just trying to load up anybody who will be able to play to help them win now and let it all kind of just sift itself out, I think. So. Oh, hey, one one deal. Don't overlook this. So CJ Crone's in the last year of his deal, and he's hurt. But he's going to he's going to get better and he's going to play. So he's a perfect candidate to trade to some team like somebody traded for Carlos Santana. Like you can trade for CJ Crone. So what the Rockies are going to do? They're going to trade CJ Crone, and you see the trade, you're going to be like, "That's the right thing to do." I can't believe it, Rockies. And then you read further, it says they traded him to the New York Yankees for Josh Donaldson. And you're going to be like, no, <laughs> you, you somehow took a good idea and made it worse. How do you do it? Rockies? How do you do it? A special place, Colorado. Coors Coors. I worked there once. I felt the vibe. It's just a very dumb place. Like uh, a lot of <laughs> stupidity, not on the fans parts, by the way, the fans are hardcore, but everybody who runs that place, you know, they're just filled with morons. They're just idiot. Hey, hey, Mike, since you work there, can I ask you a quick oh, trivia question? Fucking idiot. Yeah. I, well, is he done? Oh, okay. That what? was Rocky's management. Yeah, go ahead. What's the, give it to me. What is the name of the, the, the mascot of the Colorado Rockies? You know, the guy that dresses up and dances around and stuff? He's a dinosaur, I believe. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like their version. Dino? Their version of the Phillies fanatic or whatever. Is it Dino? It's Dinger. Ah! Crap. Wrong. I blew it. Oh, Everybody well. wants to play the singer. It's true. Uh, Anthony Sharkis is here. What's up, Anthony? Good to see you here. Make sure you subscribe if you are you feel like you're a newcomer to me. I recognize all the names of these chats, and I know a newcomer when I see it. Good to have you here. I do miss uh, Anthony. He disappeared. Anthony felt that I betrayed him in some way. He was the guy who was always late. He was very dedicated to our show, and now he doesn't like us anymore. I don't know. I miss you, Anthony. I'm sorry. If I betrayed you in any way, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I can't stop loving you. All right. Uh, Anthony wants to know, is Azalea a better RP option than Barlow in a points league? Azalea of the Cubs versus Barlow of the Royals. Who Barlow could be traded as well. He could be a guy that ends up being a setup guy for another team. Barlow versus Azalea. Go, Mike. Azalea, not close either. Britain, Barlow versus Azalea. Go. Azalea, 100%. Sam, Barlow Azalea. I thought because we were talking points league relievers not having any bearing that doesn't matter which one you take, take the guy you like better. But Azalea would be the guy that I would take there every time. It's a clean sweep. I am the guy who predicted Azalea to have at least 20 saves in my preseason prediction, so I got to stick with my guy. I love Adbert. Adbert has one of the nastiest sliders in the business. It's a great pitch. Ride or die for Adbert all day long. All right, moving forward here. Mike, uh, let's get into it. Uh, what is going on with our catch of the day? Yeah, so uh, first off, the Angels become buyers. They, they are not trading Shohei Otani. Uh, I believe, was it last night or the night before? They acquired Lucas Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez. Um, so wanted to get everyone's take on the fantasy impact that that has for Lucas Giolito. Does that make him more valuable, less valuable, or about the same? Uh, way, way more valuable because Lucas Giolito is a talented pitcher. I know it's the, his year hasn't been great, even though his ERA is still under 
you know, for, I think, but he, it was, uh, he's from LA. He went to high school, uh, in Los Angeles. He's a LA guy. This couldn't have worked out better. I don't think for Lucas Giolito. So he gets out of that toxic white sock situation, which has been the sinking Titanic. I don't know how they did it with all that talent, but they managed to hit, hit some iceberg and down it went. So Lucas Giolito is now on a team that's energized. It's got the best player in the history of MLB on the team. Mike Trout's coming back. (laughs) Uh, Within a week or two, Tyler Ward, as Mike V pointed out, is killing it left and right. Mickey Moniak is having his OPS is like literally the best of qualified hitters in the major league. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He has like one walk to like 30 K's or something stupid like that. You, you don't, you, you don't walk when you hit the ball. You don't get a walk. <laughs> you, you hit the ball in play and then you go, then you go run to first. You don't walk to first. So everything is working out for the loss. <laughs> I'm angels, baby. I love it. And that they did what's right. They went and they got a pitcher. I think they're going to go also try for Scherzer and or Verlander. Verlander, uh, if he's got a no trade clause. But unfortunately, the Angels don't have a great farm system. They only have two players in the top 250, according to MLB Pipeline. And I don't know if that's enough, but we'll see. Look at this. Look on our screen right here. For those that could watch us live, if you're listening, you're missing the visuals. Mickey Moniak's on screen. 31% K rate to a 3% walk rate. That is atrocious. It's They've been been able to tap into some bizarre chemical process or some weird witch's brew where they have mastered when to play Mickey Moniak, when not to play Moniak. And somehow, when he plays, he produces just enough that they don't play him enough because they know if they played him more consistently, he would fall off the face of the earth. It's really that simple. I mean, look at the game log. He plays... He does something, but he doesn't play every day. He plays uh, Thursday the 27th. He plays on the 25th. He plays like every other day, every other day or two, and then he does something. So they know if they played him every day, he would fall apart. It's a perfect setup. Former number one overall pick, Mickey Moniak, is not an everyday player, but he sure is a nice part-timer, isn't he? Yeah. Sam, Sam, quick question for you. What do you think it is about Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez being packaged together in trades? This is the second time that's happened now. <laughs> when they got dealt from the Nationals, they went to the White Sox. Now from the White Sox to the uh, to the Angels. Do you think they have some clause in their contracts that says, if we trade one of us, you have to trade the other? I think they're besties. Oh, <laughs> you know? that's so sweet, Sam. You know, they're best- <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm hoping that the Angels are going to angel and we're going to have a series of, uh, who is that, Tungsten O'Doyle tweets that are going to happen uh, between now and the end. (laughs) Trout hits two home runs and Shohei O'Donnell pitches a complete game shutout and they lose in 14 innings. Like, uh, that's pretty smart. That was was well done. That was Tungsten's genius for sure. I got to give more credit to Tungsten on that one. But, Sam, you know, think about this. And everybody should think about this. Logan O'Hoppy could be back. Logan O'Hoppy could be back for this team soon. He hasn't been mentioned at all, but I did a write-up on him about a month ago on Groove with Govier where he was making process ahead of schedule, and he might not be out for this year. He was trying to come back in August. Right. So that'll be a nice boost, too. They got a lot of talent 
that they're accruing. I know talent doesn't equal victory, Sam, but it certainly is interesting. And Logan O'Hop is a, a real bad at the catcher's position. He really was showing uh, phenomenal uh, hit skills uh, and was able to be on the field as a catcher. And I'm always amazed at young catchers that can not only hit, but call a game. And so it was sad to see him get injured. You know, as much as I don't like the Angels, uh, I want them to have their best team. that we beat the best product that they had able to put out. And so, yeah, he could be a real difference maker for them if he's able to come back ahead of schedule, even if it's just for the month of September. I mean, that AL West race is going to be really hot between Houston and Texas up top and then the Mariners and the A's potentially either going so much for fun. a spot or whatnot. Yeah, it's just it's the AL West this year has been tits and I've loved it. So. Uh, tits being a good thing, right? Okay. Uh, Donovan says, yeah, I have always. arrived. Uh, I've grown tits and I'm not happy with it, but that's me. I got my own thing. I've, I just feel like I'm not healthy right now, so I'll get over. I'll get better. Donovan wants the show to start over. Well, the good news is you could watch this show in perpetuity 24-7. In fact, when you're not around, you should have your laptop playing our shows over and over and over on a browser so we could jack up our viewing time so you could do super chats. Wouldn't that be cool? I'm sure nobody ever did that ever, ever ever whatever motherfucker all right charles uh wants to know how much longer we holding out to trey turner best thing he has done for my fantasy team lately was to get ejected and not strike out anymore that night Britton allen trey turner i mean you can't get rid of him yeah what are you gonna do i guess i guess what he's saying is try to trade him so you're 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 not dropping trey turner obviously so you're trying to trade him what do you get for trey turner uh, I have no idea because no one's no one can no no one trades Trey Turner. So, look, I think you just hang on. And I know it's been a season of pain. Remember at the WBC when he was awesome, he showed out. He was great. He was a the big part of that team's success. So, I, look, you're all in uh, in you know trading him for what whatever low buy they low sell they give you forget it. It's much more likely that he's going to go on a hot streak than whoever you get is going to help your team. So I would just, just hang on because you've already gotten all the bad. There's a decent chance. He's going to turn it around with a two home run game tomorrow. So just, it's too, frankly, it's too late. You're once you once you drafted Trey Turner, you're all in on Trey Turner because that took a one, two, three, four. So unless he's injured, you hang on to him and just see what happens. Yeah. Better be perfect, or I'm calling my dad. Yeah, Trey Turner better be perfect, but... or I'm calling my dad, too. Yeah, the only players that I can think of that I've seen something like this were Jose Ramirez a few years ago where he had a, a terrible second half and then a terrible first half. He had a whole year where he disappeared. Uh, last year, Bo Bichette had a really uh, rough beginning of the season. A lot of people expected him to take a significant step in 2022, and he did not. And then he had a very phenomenal August that kind of turned around the teams that had rostered him because, you know, like Britton said, we've already, uh, anybody who's rostered Trey Turner has already gotten all the shit. But the, all those stats have already counted towards your team. So you might as well <laughs> get that, you know, when there is some regression to the mean of what he's supposed to be like, you you want to get that, you know, that month where it's like, yeah, he hit 10 home runs and stole 15 bases. He just went off that month. So I think Trey Turner still could do that before the end of the year. I, th- I think the main, 
I think the main thing to do is to write down in a notebook, I will not, from this point going forward in your journal, I will not draft a player in the first year of his big contract in a new city. I think that's really the only thing to take away. Yeah, the the crazy part about all of this as well is, I don't know if you got monitoring the live chat, he actually got Trey Turner off waivers, which is crazy to me. Um, but uh, the most leagues have, I mean, like Yahoo has a can't cut list, so Trey Turner should not be able to be cut. Uh, but Britain's spot on with his analysis. At this point, you have to hold him because you're not going to get the return uh, on him that you want. Well, so. It's all about total freedom, like anarchy in the UK, or you know, libertarianism. Let's just do whatever we want all the time. Or should there be rules, regulations, and should the government regulate things? That's what it's about in these leagues. Can't cut list. I'd go either way on it. I do see there are some morons playing the game out there. In fact, there's I play in some leagues with some morons. In fact, I'm the moron in some of those leagues. So, you know, I play many roles, and I understand what you mean there, Mike. That's a good point. But Trey Turner, you know, I agree. Write it out. See what you can do here. If you can make a trade now, great. I would trade him for – you could still trade Trey Turner for top 20 guys. I, I might trade Trey Turner for Bo Bichette. Would anybody do that? Uh, I would in a heartbeat, but I don't think anybody's giving you Boba Shett for Trey Turner. Why not? So. I mean, Boba Shett hasn't been dominant this year. In fact, he's been, I mean, he's got a 330 a OP, OBP. That's not a great. No, he hasn't been stealing bases either, but yeah. he's, I think he's one of the league leaders and uh, AL leaders and hits this year. But so, that's about it. That's uh, my I, point. That he's a, a not, batting yeah. average. Right. But that's well, Bichette is, he's got about 18 home runs off the top of my head. He's close to 20. He's not dominating. I think Bo Bichette is a guy I traded for last week. I traded Mike Trout in my home league after seven wonderful years. Mike Trout was on my team. It was a great run. We won three championships together, and I originally traded Mike Trout in 2016 to get him. I gave up Chris Bryant and George Springer back in 2016. Think about that. This was right before the season started when Chris Bryant was going to have his MVP season. The Cubs won the World Series, and George Springer was – everybody thought he was going to be a perennial 30-30 guy, which he has not been at all. And – Mike Trout was worth it to me. And now it was worth it to move on from Trout to get Bichette, who is six years younger. So I'm pro Bo Bichette. But if you look at the numbers, Trout, outside of steals, still is outperforming Bichette in a lot of the power and getting on base categories. I know batting average Bichette would top Trout. But I'm just saying, you got to look at your roster, decide what's best for you in the context of it. I think everybody here would agree with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trout plays. Uh, you're welcome. I mean, when Trout yes. What was that, Sam? I'm sorry. Oh, I said when Trout plays, he's he's definitely a better asset than Bobachet, but Bobachet's got his ass on the grass every day, like he's out there playing. So, you That's know, I think that day. yeah, back to Trey Turner and Bobachet. I just think the perception is so off on Trey Turner that you you couldn't get a Bobachet. You you would have to come down maybe an Andres Jimenez, maybe somebody would trade somebody like that, but you're you're coming down a tier or two to to move off on him. So. Good point. What is that, Sam? Uh, Anthony wants to know, we got to move forward. You guys are killing the live chat, though. We got to respect that. What kind of player or package do you think you could get for L.A. De La Cruz at this point? Or are you better off holding? Mike, I think you have feelings on this. L.A. De La Cruz, package deal? Yeah, uh, I thought the the highest, his highest point where you could sell him was probably a couple of weeks back when he was lighting the world on fire. Um, he has come down a little bit. His, his K percentage has risen uh, recently. And he's starting to show things. 
uh, turn it around again, but he's a typical rookie, right? He's going to have ebbs and flows throughout the season. He's not uh, prone to that uh, just like any other player or any other rookie. So um, I think if you can put feelers out there and see what you can get for him, I don't, and if, especially in a redraft league, I don't think it's a uh, bad move. Uh, I flipped Ellie about two weeks ago or three weeks ago for Luis Robert. So, and I feel pretty good about that, but um but again, I thought your the highest, the biggest window to sell was a couple of weeks back. Uh, I still think it's open. I think you can probably get some good return on him in a package deal for sure. Wow, dude! Hell yeah, uh, Ellie holding or moving on, Brittany? Uh, trying to move on, but that that was genius, Mike V. And I hope that you traded him after he stole second, stole third, and then stole home, and was on everybody's, you know. Two games after that. Two games after that? Yeah. Exactly. That was a great, great call because that kind of production doesn't last, uh, especially with rookies. So that that, yep. that's a, that was a pro pro move. I think, though, the window is pretty much shut. His, his past, you know, 30 days has been awful. The K rate's terrible. And he's going to get better. But, you know, now, like, Mike, you sold him or traded him at his high, and now he's at the low. I think you right. just hang on. I think you hang on unless you get a really good deal. But, you know, if it's a redraft league, yeah, go ahead, trade him. Who cares? If it's dynasty, I think you got to hang on. Do it. Agreed. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. Do it or not do it? No, I think that in dynasty, you're holding uh, EDLC. I, oh. I mean, if you are, if you are, you're a contender, you're, you're going to win a championship this year. Like absolutely you're trading him, but you are not taking anybody who's less than a top 50, 75 piece, if not a package of players, because he's exciting still in dynasty. You can capitalize on that. Um, but in redraft, yeah, (laughs) the time to move him was a couple weeks ago. I mean, and that's, you know, otherwise you're cutting them because you, it's a small league, it's 10 or 12 teams and you have a need that you can address via fab or via trade or, you know, hold on to him because he's also got that potential upside to go on a run for a couple of weeks before the end of the season. Yeah. And I think it's a good point too, Sam. Uh, yeah. You know, the, 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 the crazy thing about Ellie is too, is, you know, unlike any other rookie, he's got the, the, st- he's still got the hype, I guess. Uh, and, and Britain, uh, you know, you're spot on here with it too, in terms of, you know, selling high when you, when you could. And, you know, I think that window is still open as tad because of the hype that he's still the buzz around him. That's what I'm saying. Put feelers out. I'm not trading him just to trade him though. So um, if you get something good out of him, uh, see what your league's willing to willing to give you for him. Yeah, man, we're crushing it here. I like all the opinions up in here. Uh, Charles wanted us to know back to the Trey Turner point that he got him off waivers and he also has Wander Franco using trade utility. So that's a bonus. So yeah, you're, you're high on the hog there. He hit her. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another reason to, that maybe you could trade Trey Turner because you got Wander Franco. That's not terrible. Uh, Daniel's here. Daniel wants to know, in redraft 10-team OBP league, do you sell high on Casas? I'm targeting a pitcher if possible. This is 10-team redraft OBP where Casas, to me, is more valuable because it's not batting average. Tristan Casas, anybody want to sell high on him or want to ride it out the rest of the year in 10-team? I'm going to start – yeah, I was just thank you, Sam. You said it. You said it before me. Uh, it's I'm I'm with you on that, uh, and I'm going to give the boring answer too. It depends on what the rest of your team looks like. So, um, mm-hmm. and who what what pitcher you're acquiring, how that helps the rest of your team, who you have as a backup behind Casas if he's starting at first base, if he's a bench bat and a ten team. I don't know. 
I'd say in a, in a vacuum, Casas uh, is showing some real promise, and I might be willing to run with him for the end of the season, again, given what your roster needs are. You know, if you – starting pitching is king. We already talked about it today. So if you can get a starting pitcher like a Logan Gilbert or uh, somebody of that nature where they're going to start for you and strike out players and get innings, then absolutely. But Casas – I like Casas. You know, he's not going to steal for you. Uh, obviously, but he's got a great hit tool. He's super patient at the plate and he's got some pop. So I like him. Big kid. Good yep. dude. He He's on a roll, you know, and the Boston Red Sox are playing well. They have one of the best managers in the league. I would, I would keep Casas until the roll stops because it's going to stop at some point. So let, let him go. And then when he does a couple offers in a 10 team league, that's when you say, Thanks, everything, Tristan. Uh, hope it works out with you and Isolate or whatever. And you go to the waiver wire and you go pick up that whatever starting pitcher. So, But he, he's, he's not going to stay this hot for another 60 games or whatever's left in the season. So. Oh, wow, Brayton. At my signal, unleash hell. That's what I'd do. <laughs> Burn it all on the ground! Uh, Daniel wants to give us additional information that he's got Pete Alonso, Jose Altuve, Russ Springer. No, just kidding. George Springer, J Ram, Newt Bar, Tucker, Julian. <laughs> he's got Freelick too. He's got Seager. He, Daniel, it, I know it's a 10 team league. Oh, I have Otani, Cease, Verlander. <laughs> this is 10 team though, guys. So you should have a team like this generally in a 10 team league. But in 10 team, to me, right, Casas, still really good. Casas is hardly rosterable in a 10 team. It's 10 team. To me, I'm like, okay. Kinda. I'd be ready to move on from Casas in a heartbeat. And I think a lot of people wouldn't trade for Casas in a 10-team league because they know they can get him on the waiver wire. Now, if I don't know your league, you could have the most expert-filled, hardcore, fanatical baseball wizards of all time. But maybe not. Here on the Palazzo Podcast, the fellas break down which of the two will thrive in 2024, threads or Twitter, right after this pointless interruption. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The only trades in a 10-team league are when the, the team in second place trades with the team in ninth place and their brothers. You know, that otherwise there are no trades in a 10 team league because the waiver wire is more stacked than, you know, any other kind of team you can, any other league you can play. So that, that team should be in first place. Excuse me? Sorry? Oh, I Nemo for Judge is usually those trades that you see in the 10 team, like Britain was saying. Yeah, and you're like, huh? <laughs> well, Nemo's playing IL. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah yeah all right well this is great stuff guys you guys are bringing it to the live chat today we hope we could be of service to you we don't all agree on everything and i think that's important we shouldn't all just agree yes we agree on everything next no that would be a shitty show and we're not just disagreeing to disagree either 
You know, we want this show to be perfect, and that means discourse. And if it's not perfect, someone's going to call my dad, and I'm going to be in deep shit. It better be perfect, or I'm calling my dad. See, that's what's going to happen to me. All right, Mike, carry forth here. What else do we need to know in this world? Yeah, real quick. Uh, Britain already touched on it. Taylor Ward, absolutely on fire right now, hitting three. There it is. July. I waited all year hit for this. Double dinger. Yeah, double dinger yesterday against Detroit. He's up to 14 RBIs in his last 10 games. Um, he is on fire right now. So um, he's somebody that uh, I uh, have a couple shares of, and uh, I'm really excited about it. And r- real quick, uh, really, r- I just want to go around the horn very quickly. Do you think the reason why the Angels became buyers and keeping Shohei, does that p- potentially mean that Trout is back sooner rather than later on that timetable for his hand? No. Or do they really believe in guys like Taylor Ward and Mickey Moniak? Trey and all Cabbage. These other guys Trey Cabbage, well? guys. Trey Cabbage boy. alert here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's it, – obviously the doctors told them – uh, trout is are we losing it is it well. weird to you guys or just me yeah it's weird yeah Britain, you're, you're kind of frozen britain oh here he comes oops you're back <laughs> sorry about that yeah it was your fault why did you do this <laughs> so, to us ah uh, uh, yeah so trout's progressing well by all reports so it's that on top of somebody made the decision and i know it was a committee but somebody said look we've got one shot with otani we're not resigning him so let's go all in. Let's go get Giolito. He's from Los Angeles. Let's just go. Trout's coming back. We've got 60 days, 60 games or however many it is. Let's do this. Let's not be cowards about it. Otani is a unicorn of unicorns. And thankfully, ownership or whoever's in charge of actually running the team said, okay, go out there and do it. So I kind of applaud the Angels for, for doing this. Sam? Uh, my mom told me that if I didn't want to say anything nice, I should keep my mouth shut. I'm hopeful, <laughs> I am really hopeful that this backfires on the Angels, that this is indicative of Artie Moreno and what a terrible owner he is. I think they're probably, you know, they're not Colorado Rockies incompetent, but top five in baseball to have done what they've done over the last 12 years uh, with their signings and who they're, who they're pushing. So I'm hopeful that this alienates Shohei and moves him up north to Seattle. But I have to agree, the the rational part of my brain agrees with Britain that this is this is their only opportunity, and they understand the gravitas of the situation, that you, you literally are playing with the best player we've ever seen in our entire lives. And I've gotten to see Ricky Henderson in his prime, and I've gotten to see Barry Bonds in his prime, and Ken Griffey Jr., and Randy Johnson on all these... Otani transcends all of that. And so they do need to win. They at least have to make the World Series. The the Angels are, you know, everybody's playing to win, but they are truly in this franchise desperate mode because if they lose Otani, they might as well trade Trout and start a whole rebuild because Otani makes that roster who it is. And so I'm super hopeful. They finished fourth in the AL. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam. Um, you correct. I'm I'm ready. Artie Moreno won championship. Uh, Mr. Stanton of the Seattle Mariners ownership zero. Is that true or false? 
I've already admitted how terrible the Mariners are. Like, why are you asking me to flail myself again? <laughs> like, is this Game of Thrones? to start torturing myself on camera? Shame! Wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get him. You can't hurt my feelings. Yeah, they won a championship. Yeah, they, they, they did. But that was a long time ago. And I was Moreno the owner in 03? I don't remember that far back. It was 02. I believe Artie Moreno was the owner in 02. I'll have to effort that, though. But I know that John Stanton, who represents the First Avenue Entertainment Group, who uh, owns the principal majority of the Seattle Mariners, which is a lot more boring than just Artie Moreno. I mean, that's one guy. That's cool. But real quick, too, guys. You know, the the Mariners only make money. They were the most profitable team in Major League Baseball last year. They don't care about winning games they care about making money so Shit. like that's a whole conversation that will make me go nuts Shit! so he attempted to Artie moreno tried to buy the angels but he didn't buy them until the year after they won the world series damn it the walt disney corporation was the owner of the angels when they won the world series in 02 well i'm an idiot i thought reason would prevail and i'm wrong and reason will prevail reason will prevail my bad Continue forth. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So we, we, we talked about uh, uh, Trey Turner and his funk already, but uh, I wanted to get your all's take too on a trade rumor uh, that Nolan Arenado possibly could be dealt to the Los Angeles Dodgers to go along with Lance Lynn, who was just traded over there today. So two parter, how do we feel about Lance Lynn moving forward? And do we think Arenado possibly gets dealt as to the Dodgers? And does that make them a world series contender? By the way, uh, just to add on to that, so Artie Moreno, so my whole argument is just completely incorrect. He hasn't won a single World Series, and he's completely shit-bombed and flopped with the greatest players in history over the last 20 years. So it's even worse by a landslide, frankly, than what the Mariners have had going on, I think. And I'm locking that in because that's a fact. All right, Britton, what do you think? Nolan Arenado on the move? Man, that would be a great trade. Um, But... The thing with the Dodgers, now they have all the prospects uh, to make this happen, but I, I don't know what uh, Arnado's contract situation is. Oh, he's locked um, in. He, I mean, so remember I, he signed that big yeah. one extension? He's got a lot of money. Yeah, there's a lot of money left yeah. on this, and the Dodgers could afford that. And they and the Dodgers have all that pitching that they've been using as rookies this year that they could help Cardinals add to their rotation. Right, Britton? Let's go. I think they need it. Yeah, I think they need help pitching more than they do hitting. I, if I were them, I'd try to go target a, a pitcher. But well, Nolan Arda is one of the best third basemen in the league defensively. He's a team first, like Jose Ramirez, all hustle no matter what the contract says. So, yeah, if there isn't any team in Major League Baseball that wouldn't love to have Nolan Arnato as their third baseman. So, yeah, if, you know – but I'm sure it's going to be a hefty, hefty price. So, well, he would also he, he would also have to waive his no trade clause, uh, and he's willing to do that apparently to go to the Dodgers. And I believe the owner, the owner of the Cardinals, did say that they are looking for starting pitching. So I think it's a match made in heaven if they can trade some of these young guys, get Arenado in there. Um, I think that'd be a very impactful bat um, to go along with uh, the the. Lance Lynn move they made today. What about this guy? Come on. Jeff Whiteley, one of our old school Palazzo people. Josh Lowe, MVP. Woo! That's an old joke. Is that a shot? 
Oh, okay. I was going to say, is that a shot at me? Because I was high on Josh Lowe in the beginning. No, of no, season. no. That's Jeff. Jeff has been the Josh Lowe guru for a couple seasons now here. So it's, it was a great run. First half MVP, maybe first month MVP there, buddy. But yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. falling on hard times. I was gonna, he's not even the MVP of his own team. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, dude. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else here, Mike? Is that it? We cover that part? Are we good? Yeah, we are good. We can move on. We can move on. We're live here. This is a Plato Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. MJ Gogi. Give me two. What used to be known as Twitter, of course. MKB Fantasy for Mike. Britton Allen, two T's, two L's. Utah. And, of course, Sam, Give me two. the man we're shaming. Sam FBB1 on what used to be known as Twitter now has that little goofy X thing in there. So we love having you guys aboard here on the Palazzo Podcast. And this is the place to be. And you should, of course, follow the Palazzo Podcast with two L's, two Z's. Utah. Because that's where everything starts. And our Discord crushes it. You'll love it there. It's a great time. It's a good place. It's Traverse Bay Casino Resorts. All right. Now we need to talk about some players on the mend or, you know, maybe coming back soon. Prospects, injured players. Return of the Mac. It's amazing. We always cut this short right before we ever get kicked off on YouTube. We've been very fortunate. I think that means nobody cares about us, but YouTube is like a stop OS levels when it comes to copyright strikes. So I don't know how we get away with it, but we do thank you, YouTube. Thank you for letting us have a little fun. All right, Mike, what do we got? What's going on? What do we need to talk about? First off, uh, I want to replace uh, that song with just Michael's dub over of that song. We should play that moving forward. Uh, a, lot more inter- a lot more entertaining. Reason will prevail. Uh, Reason will prevail. Reason will prevail. Lock it in. So I'm going to go over these guys really quick because I know we're getting close on time here. Um, and then I'm going to give go one that I'm going to dive into a little bit. But as most of you guys know, Altuve and Alvarez returned. Um, I believe they're the favorite to win uh, the West, in my personal opinion, uh, with all those guys back and healthy. Um, Starling Marte still dealing with migraine uh, and, quote, unquote, not close to returning, according to a Mets beat reporter. So um, uh, Tyro Estrada resumes hitting and fielding mid late mid to late August return. So if he's available, somebody I would be stashing over Starling Marte. Make sure you go get him. Uh, Trevor Story back possibly this weekend. Possibly this weekend, according to Alex Cora, um, which is crazy to me because he hasn't had that many games in the minors yet. So it uh, tells you how desperate uh, the Red Sox are to get their starting shortstop back. Um, Gunnar Henderson's back in the lineup after back discomfort. And then I want to go over this one with you guys real quick and get your thoughts. I've gotten a lot of questions on Twitter about what to do with Yuri Perez. Believe it or not, in breaking news, I can't remember the gentleman's last name, Dave... Um, can't remember his Twitter handle. I believe you know him, Michael. Dave. Uh, we, I, yeah, I can't remember his last name. I'm just, just, let me pull up his Twitter handle real quick. Dave. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Dave Funnel. Dave. Yes. Richard. Oh, Dave Funnel. Less than less less than oh, Dave. Oh, Dave McDonald. Yeah, from Cleveland. McDonald. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's it. Doctor Dave. Him and also I was Doctor Dave. Yeah, him and I tweeted at Craig Mish, who's one of the top beat reporters for the Marlins. He is reporting or saying to us in his tweet, "It's probably just a guess." that he believes Yuri Perez is back on August 10th. So what are you guys doing with Yuri Perez? Are you holding him? Are we going to see a lot of innings from him the rest of the year? What's going on? I want to see what Britton has to say here, but remember this. This is my opinion. <laughs> this is my answer on Yuri Perez. The only winning move is not to play. There you go. Uh, Joshua. Yeah, 
Yeah, Britain got it. Yes. Joshua. I know Joshua. Uh, <laughs> We've talked about Yuri Perez before, and I've already said I, I don't know, I don't care. But hey, uh, one thing, <laughs> w- one thing I would say is Aaron Judge was activated uh, today. By the way, yes, so. forgot about that guy. Exciting times, really excited. Wow, Sam, Yuri Perez. Yuri Perez. Uh, I've been in love with Yuri Perez as a pitcher for the last two years. Uh, being in Dynasty, and so it really clouds the way that I feel about him in redraft because he's he's so beautiful to watch pitch. He's he, and he's so good. You can't hold on to him in redraft this year. There's no guarantee you're going to get uh, enough innings from him. So, you know, in Dynasty, everybody already knows to hold on to him, and in redraft, I really think that you it's understandable if you can cut bait and move on to somebody who's going to like a Lance Lynn, even somebody that's going to get you innings and strikeouts and get you there. So, and I love Yuri. I think Yuri next year is going to be a top 30 starting pitcher and is going to anchor somebody's championship team. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I said this last week on the show, Mike uh, Britton, I talked about, I traded Yuri Perez. uh, Maybe it was after the show last week in my home league, my 14 team five by five OBP instead of average head to head cats home league. I traded Yuri Perez in a package to acquire the services of Brandon Woodruff and Jordan Romano. There was Yuri Perez. No, no, I mean, it was Yuri Perez and Jorge Soler and two draft picks. And two draft picks. I I was going to say, I was like, man, you robbed that guy blind. Of course, that would never, yeah. I had to overpay. You know, being the, they call me, we have two mics in our home league, and I've been in this home league for nine years now. So I'm industry Mike, and then there's civilian Mike, and they're always making fun of me. And I have to pay a tax. I have to pay a tax now on everything because I feel like everyone thinks I'm trying to swindle them. So I got to overpay sometimes. And I was happy to do it because I'm in second place overall in the league. The playoffs are coming up in about three and a half weeks, and I need a guy that I can trust. I trust Brandon Woodruff a lot more right now than I do Yuri Perez. So I made a deal. This is a keeper league, too. Remember that. It's not like it's a redraft because he wouldn't have made that deal, although he was out of it. So just remember that. That's how I feel about it. Gotcha. Yuri Perez, Yuri Perez, Yuri Perez, Yuri Perez. Okay. Well done. I mean, that's awesome. Flawless victory. Uh, James Coffey in the live chat real quick, Mike. In a Roto League, who is a better option to trade for rest of season? Roto, Devers, or Goldie? Thanks. James Coffey, great to have you here. Subscribe. Join the Discord for free. It's all right here in the link. Just check it all out in the description. You could be a part of this forever. James Coffey, you remind me of Todd Coffey, former reliever of the Cincinnati Reds. That's what I think of when I see your name. But, Mike, Roto League, better option, Devers or Goldschmidt, rest of season, Roto. Boring answer again. Depends on who your current first baseman or third baseman are right now. In a vacuum, I'm probably going to say Rafi Devers right now. But that could change. Maybe Goldschmidt gets dealt, but I'm taking Devers. There it is. Mike's got to go, though. I'm sorry, Mike. We ran over. We ran out of. We still have three other people here, so we could finish the show. But Mike's got uh, commitments. Mike, any final words? Uh, get yourself on the record. Strategy for the trade deadline. Yeah, be on top of your waiver wire. You never know who's floating around on there. Maybe guys got dropped. Pay attention the rest of this week. Make sure that you find guys that are going to be able to help your team. Again, there's a lot of people that are like, for instance, um, Rosario gets dealt to the Dodgers. Not somebody I'm rushing to the waiver wire to go pick up. But again, there could be some impactful arms, closers that might come up, whatever it may be. Pay attention to your waiver wire, win your leagues, pay attention to the matchups. Hell yeah. I love you guys. Look at this. I love you guys. Love. 
Donovan says, bye, Mike. And so does Daniel. <laughs> bye, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Everybody loves it. Nice job. Thank you, guys. Make sure you guys stick around with with, with Gove, Britton, and, and, and Sam. And I will see you guys Sunday at 4 p.m. Yeah, Sunday, 4 p.m. Hey, take care of your children. Be well. We wish you the best, Mike. Thanks for being here. Mike, MKB Fantasy on Twitter. Bye! There he goes. There he goes. Too rare to live, too weird to die. All right. So, gentlemen. <laughs> So we're going to finish this thing out now. Uh, I'm going to take back some of the hosting duties here. Let's talk about some of these other guys real quick. Uh, to me, Trevor Story is a guy that people, I think, are overhyping. They just kind of assume that it's Trevor Story at Coors. Coors. It's not. There is a difference, guys. Things have changed. He's not going to be this superstar. Because I know somebody in my home league who was willing to move a couple of superstar second basemen because they're like, hey, I got Story in now. Like, I'm going to move Ozzy Albies because I've got Trevor Story. Uh-uh. Britain, that's incorrect, right? That is 100% incorrect. Trevor Story is never going to be that Colorado Rocky at his prime, I don't think. Injuries are piling up. There's a whole mental aspect to it, too. And as a Red Sox player, he's had like one good week in his entire time with the Red Sox. It's just, not, it's just not working. <laughs> Against the Mariners. Look up those games last year. Uh, Literally, his entire production was the series against the Mariners. He had like five home runs. It was, it, yes, he's washed. Yeah. <laughs> he's washed? <laughs> well, I think he's got one more good season in, in him, like for potential elite production in the next three or four years. But I think Britain's right on. Like, we're, we're not seeing a, a Colorado player anymore. We're seeing him play in Boston. And I, Boston needs to win, and I don't think that Trevor Story is going to have a lot of running room to get back to making adjustments and to getting confident. Like, they, they need him to run when he hits the ground in the next couple of weeks if he comes back. And I, it could happen. I don't, I'm not hating against Trevor Story, but I just I wouldn't bet for it. I would let that happen on somebody else's roster. I like it. Well said. Well said. Look at that 2022 season, guys. Again, visual aids here on the YouTube channel. Almost 400 plate appearances. He had a 300 OBP. That's terrible. That's not something I want to have in my squad. And he hit 16 dongs, but he struck out almost 31% of the time. And his 2021 was better. I'll say that because he can steal some bags. And maybe in this new base stealing environment, he could maybe give you 15 steals over the last two months. That is possible. I will admit that. But outside of the occasional home runs and the steals, I just don't expect a lot more from Story. So there are runs to be scored. And, of course, in deeper leagues, 14-teamers and deeper, Trevor Story does have a place on rosters, but he's just not the guy who was at cores. And that's all I want to impart upon all of you. All right, let's get into our final segment here, and then we're going to wrap it up on the old Blotto Podcast. We're still here with Britton Allen, two T's, two L's, Sam Worship, Sam FBB1 on what used to be known as Twitter. Let's get into our professional development segment for this week right now. The Blotto Podcast presents Professional Development, Learning Together. This week, even though the screen says one thing, we're actually talking about trade deadline strategies and how you can make the right decisions with a little bit of know-how and some elbow grease. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so uh, this week, with the trade deadline approaching here, trades are made within your leagues. In my home league, yesterday was the trade deadline, actually, so we're done. We don't have, no matter what happens now, we can do ad drops, of course, but there are no more trades. But other leagues still have their trade deadlines probably after the trade deadline or maybe the same day. So, Britton Allen, how do you 
approach the trade deadline from a strategy aspect here? Like, what are you, what are some things you're focusing on here over the next couple of days leading up until the trade deadline as well? You mean like trade trade deadline for my fantasy right. baseball for your, your fantasy like, team? Are you uh, are you looking at certain things? Are you talking to certain managers? Are you trying to set the groundwork for trades you might think happen? Just kind of you know, it's something you can't ignore, but it doesn't mean you have to make universal right. moves either. Yeah, so you have to figure out like if you're in a redraft league and you're like in fifth, so you you're not out of it. So you take a hard look at your categories and figure out. What is the best thing I need for my team? If it's, uh, you know, home runs or what, whatever it is or pitching. So then you look and you think, what is the ideal player I can get for that for that situation? And then you call that uh, league mate and you butter him or her up a little bit. You say, hey, have you lost weight? Man, you're looking <laughs> you're looking great. Hey, you know what I was thinking? I've got uh, Yuri Perez on my team, and I would love to trade Yuri Perez for uh, for uh, Travis Janikowski because I need stolen bases and batting average. And man, the Rangers play a lot of righties in the next two months. So uh, you know, just something like that. If, but of course, if you're in a keeper dynasty league and you're out of it, then you're like, uh, okay, I, I need to just you know, get rid of whatever players that aren't helping me now for maybe some uh, younger players, like an auto new league. Sam, I don't know if you play auto new leagues, uh, but I know Mike does and I do too. And I've traded play. My team's out of it. It's in ninth place. So I've, I've tried to trade all my closers gone. I get whatever, you know, I can get from like Paul Seawald, whoever I like, just see what I can get. I traded somebody for Zach Veen, Zach Veen's hurt, but he's going to be back next year. I'm just like, whatever young potential players I can get for those kind of guys that I'm probably not keeping, just cut it, cut it loose. Like if you're in ninth place, just forget about it. Right. Yeah. For trading for me, if I'm in a redraft league and I am, uh, depending on the size, but generally all the leagues I play in are 12 or 15 teams. So if I'm below fifth place in a 12 team and below seventh place in a 15 team, I feel like it's not fair for me to trade with anybody at all because there's no point in me trying to make one of the better teams harder to beat for the other contestants. I I need to hold on to that value. So I, I want to say that first and foremost is just because there's a trading deadline doesn't mean that you have to be that whore having your wares out there, turning on the red light and saying, come, come in, come in, come in. That being said, I play a lot of Dynasty and, you know, there's two different trading routes that you take. The first one is conversation starters where you can send a trade that isn't balanced, but the note says, hey, I'm interested in these players that I'm looking for in your roster and I'm offering you, these are the players that I'd like to move to start a conversation. If you're in intention you are trading for players that are going to help category specific things i play a lot of roto so i'll talk category versus points you want to trade for that stolen basis person you want to trade for that k master you want to be able to get those accumulation stats solid uh and built up for yourself so you're going to trade all your young talent i i consider any dynasty uh team that i have that has a minors leagues that that is all to be shopped out, that literally you are trying to get rid of all the kids because old and boring wins fantasy baseball. 
Shiny is awesome. We've, we've talked a lot about EDLC today, but EDLC isn't going to win you your dino or your, your league this year necessarily. You know, you want that Spencer steer, Matt McLean. You want those other names on that roster that people aren't necessarily talking about as much, but are playing every day and producing for you. So, and then if I'm in, if I'm not contending in a dynasty, I want to get rid of every outfielder that I have that's over 30. I want to get rid of every infielder that I have that's over 28, that I just want to start moving and, and circulating things, getting picks, getting fab, getting roster or prospects, getting those. I want your three hot prospects for my top 10 second baseman. You want to, you want to get that big amount of return in so that you can start really going through and setting yourself up for the next year. So, and I also talk too much. Oh no, that was an excellent breakdown. Well said. Uh, Donovan says nothing. I hate worse than the person who's approaching you for a trade, but wants you to make the first offer. Oh, I hate that too. I got a guy like that in my home league. It's these are negotiating tactics. They're ploys. These people know what they're doing, but it's really annoying. It really is. And when you said you would trade most of your guys, if you're out of it, who are 30 or over, I'd, I understand what you're saying there as a general principle, Sam, but I also, there's guys who still produce in their early thirties and I know I could come back next year and try to compete. So I wouldn't universally do that. I understand your point. It's not like I didn't get it. I just think you have to look at the individual context of the players you're talking about as well. But if you're in the bottom part of the league, like a Jorge Soler is a great piece. Like if I'm in 10th place and I'm trading with somebody who's in second, third or fourth, I want to trade Jorge Soler and hopefully get back a Keston Hearstead or a James Wood or a piece where I'm taking advantage of somebody who's got an elite one stat category and is a good compiler in other places. And I'm getting back in and influx of young talent. And I, you know, I agree. Like there's this whole thing where, you know, generally if you're in the top of a league, it's more uh, advantageous to trade for boring names because it's not going to have that cost to you. But like I just said 30 seconds ago, boring wins championships. It's not about getting distracted by the bright lights and the loud noises like do your shit. So, yeah, well, there's bright lights that can mm-hmm. help you, though. Like Brandon Woodruff's a bright light. He's not boring. He's 30 years old, but he's going to help me. So I understand what you mean, though. We're talking young, shiny toys who usually are wearing diapers in their infancy as players. So. <laughs> What's the time? Dapper time. 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 That's right. All right. Another point of contention here, as we have more questions from the live chat. Charles is back. He he says he loves to ask Mike a lot of questions on Twitter. It's his second year of fantasy baseball. Good for you. You're like Britain. You're. I mean, Britain's got a little more experience than you, but you're sort of a newcomer. And I we love newcomers on the show. If it's your first year of fantasy baseball, we want you to feel welcome here, not to feel intimidated. Come in. Stay with us. Let me ask you this. Should I hold CES or drop for a pitcher like Paxton? And this is in uh, 10-team redraft again. Remember that. It was in first place. Britain, hold CES or pick up Paxton? 10-team. I, I, I would pick up Paxton if it's points leagues. Uh, you go, go get Paxton. Uh, you know, CES is great. Young, exciting player. He's got a cool name. It's so cool. It doesn't even fit on the back of his jersey. He's got to like cut it in half. Like he, he's literally too cool for his own jersey. And and he's a great power hitter. But if he's sitting on your bench, that's not going to do anything for you. So go ahead and get Paxton and make sure, you know, when when the other pitcher is 
uh, you know, on an off day, you, you slip him in. <gasps> Booyah. Well said, my man. Share the wealth. Hey, Frankie. That's what we Sharing. should Sharing. It's a rule now. I want you guys to know this. Sharing in the spirit of sharing. If you're in a keeper league, even if it's a smaller amount of keepers, you should have a ghoul sheet made for yourself. I do this. In my home league, we're keeping six players this year. You Keep forever. There's no round restrictions. So I've set up a Google sheet with all the players on my roster right now. And the, even a week ago, really, who I was looking to possibly move, who I was locked in as my top six. Maybe it was borderline. I put question marks between five and six, and then a few players who could be that. And I really think it's helpful. I really think it can make a big difference and help you be prepared to make the right moves. Because you see it before you, and you look at it in a document. Okay, this guy's doing this. I need these categories to win. Remember, in a 10-team, sorry, 10-team, in 10 cats, 5 by 5 you only need to win 6-4 to four in your playoffs to win that title. That's all it takes, okay? It doesn't take any more than that, technically. You don't have to win 10 nothing. You just need to win 6-4. Or if it's 5-5, if you have the regular season tiebreaker, you can win that way. Just want to let people get it inside their minds, what it takes, okay? Lay out a roster. Mm, truth. Yeah, right? And then lock it in. That's right. Then start making overtures now. Because I got people in my league, my home league, who will sometimes not respond. You, don't be afraid to be a little annoying, but also use nice words like, I'm not trying to be a, annoying here. I'm really not trying to bother you. I just really want to make this deal. You butter them up like Britain said, right? Britain, we butter them up. Be like, I just, you really can help my team. And I, I don't want to like waste your time here either. So if you get a chance, please. And this is really all through text. I don't talk to anybody directly on the phone. It's not like we're Gordon Gecko and Wall Street doing business deals on the teleconference. We're using text and we're saying nice things but we're also trying to sweeten it up. Don't reach too much either because you could piss off somebody. You got to know the limitations of the other managers. Will they get annoyed if you try to ask for the moon? If you give them a bad offer, are they, do they take it personally? Will they walk away entirely? These are all things that matter, Britain. I think it's really important that we keep that in mind. That's, that's a great point. And just send a text or an email saying, hey, how are you? I hope you're having a great day today. Now that's, that sounds silly, but it actually is a lot, lot better than somebody saying, you need X, I need Y, give me this player. Like, uh, no thanks, man. Uh, so if you just started off like, hey, how are you? I hope you're having a good day. You know, my name's Britton, and I'm interested in uh, X player on your team. Here are some players that, uh, you know, I'm willing to trade. Do any of these interest you? Thanks. Have a nice day. And then they'll email you back something, no, but I like this player. And then that's how you get the ball rolling. But it's all about it's all about first impressions and presentation of yourself, you know, and just, you know, nice people, uh, you know, get better results than, you know, I, the people that try to tell you what to do, like, uh-uh, no, thanks. So that's, that's really, you know, my advice on like, trading stuff like that. Hell yeah, that's great. I love it. This is really useful stuff. And like Charles just said, appreciate the advice. You got it, Charles. We're happy you're here. Subscribe. Hit the like button on the video today, guys. It helps us grow. Tell your friends about it. We got football coming up this season, too. I know baseball people hate to hear that, but it's going to happen. Uh, zero viewer viewer. Jorge Salendez is overrated. Okay, this is does this a uh, parody commentary? Because I think it's wild that the Maccabees are treating him as a fix-all to their problems. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit!
God damn it. That's funny. Thank you so much for that. All right. Well, I think we're going to leave it there, folks. Trade deadline. Be aware of it. Massage the people in your leagues. Don't take things personally. Bounce back with an offer, even if you feel offended by it. Don't take it personally. Just return with another offer. Get what you want to get. Have your target set and try to make it a reality. Don't try to overshoot too much. Sometimes, like Sam said, it's the boring guys who get the job done. You know, adding guys like, um, I don't know, who's a boring guy? It's just like, oh, God. So, I mean, Jeff McNeil. To me, Jeff McNeil is kind of a boring guy, but he's the kind of guy that he can help you in OBP leagues and in batting average, too. He's the reigning batting champ, and he's going to have a better final two months than he's had to this point. Guys like that. Like, Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. Carlos, yeah. yeah. Yep. Wilma Flores. That's a great call. Wilma Flores. Yeah. Those guys, those guys are watching paint dry is more exciting than having those guys on your team. But like <laughs> Sam said, like you say, those are the, the accumulators that you need to ride it out. <laughs> guys. Hey, you know, in my home league, it's 14 team head to head cats, OBP instead of average. I traded for Araldus Chapman. Who's he's in a mix with Will Smith, but I added him cause I already had Will Smith. So now I have Will Smith and Araldus. And if one of them takes the job and runs with it down the stretch, at least I have both of them. And I won't have to worry about trying to scramble to add them. Plus, they both offer wins sometimes, not just saves. That matters to me as well. And that's why I also picked up Alex Cobb. That's a boring guy. I traded Gavin Williams of the Cleveland Guardians, who I love. I love Gavin Williams. But this is 14 team, remember. I moved him for Alex Cobb because I trust Alex Cobb down the stretch and I just can't rely on Gavin Williams this year and he's not going to be one of my top six keepers. I think the emotional investment that we stay with sometimes with players can hinder us. That's putting him It can really slow us down because we don't want to let go of Gavin Williams, but we're not going to end up keeping him anyway, so it's doing you no good to have him just sit there when you could get a guy that can help you down the stretch run that you could trust a bit more than a youngster like Gavin Williams. Yeah, the that, that's year. the epitome of what we're talking about. Gavin Williams, young, exciting, all the pedigree, but not his year. Not this year. It's going to be next year. Alex Cobb, that's exactly the kind of trade you want to make. Yeah, Rick approves. Woo! I feel good about that. Thanks, buddy. And I, and, I, and I love Gavin Williams. I do, too. Sam, uh, you love him, right? Look at him. Sam's going to have a heart attack. He can't even contain himself. <laughs> no, I, I like him a little bit. Uh, Cleveland seems to be as the last few years feels overrated as a pitching development organization. They haven't hit the high marks with uh, some of their starters that I would have expected to see coming out of there. So I'd, I'd like to see what happens over the rest of this year. And then again, next year, cause I'm, I'm starting to feel like Cleveland has a better reputation than what they put out. Whoa, that's a hot take. Cause most people think Cleveland is, really does a great job of targeting and developing their talent, but they've had a lot of injuries. Is that their fault? I don't know. Well, it, they've, <clears throat> so the Rays are another pitching for development organization that has had pitchers that have had injuries coming through. It's almost like TJ is part of the initiation to being a Tampa Bay pitcher. And yet their pitchers are far better on the field and their stats are far more valuable than the Cleveland Guardians. And that's all I'm saying is that like Cleveland has a reputation, but you know, who was the guy that's in Boston now? I can't think Corey Kluber. Kluber is no longer there pitching above his head. Carlos Carrasco is no longer there 
pitching above his head. They've got a bunch of young guys that have a bunch of hype, but there's probably a dozen prospects that Cleveland has had go through their pitching that in the last five years that we haven't necessarily seen significant tangible results. Savali was okay for a while. You know, Plesak was okay for a while. Clevenger didn't pan out and is now, you know, suffering in Chicago. So like, uh, again, I'm just not to hate on Cleveland, but that's where I'm at. You remember back in the day they had, uh, uh, they had Kluber, Cy Young award winner, Trevor Bauer, Cy Young award winner, Carlos Carrasco in his prime, Danny Salazar. Do y'all remember Danny <laughs> Salazar? Yep. Yeah. Young yeah, Bieber. So, the young Bieber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, I'm just, I'm going to chew on that, Sam. You're right. Cause the reputation is very, very highly respected across fantasy circles and the league, it seems. And I just think the injuries told me a different story this year. I, I want to see what happens in 2024. I'm going to give them one more chance because if they can't control injuries, that's not their fault. Tristan McKenzie and Bieber and all these guys are on the shelf. They've got a lot of talent on the IL of the pitching side this year in Cleveland, but yeah, we'll leave it there. That's it for this week's show. This is the Plato podcast and he's Sam Worshing. Follow him on what used to be known as Twitter is Sam FBB one. I'm MJ Gobier, Brett Allen, two T's, two L's. Plato podcast, two L's, two Z's, of course. And the discord's free. Get in the discord. We're not live here. I try to post videos when I can, but this is the place to be the discord. You can talk about any roster decisions you have trades. If you got trade deadline stuff, you want to talk about the discord is a must place, a must you gotta be there must be there must be discord it has to be that way also don't forget on sunday at 4 p.m eastern time mike will be live on this youtube channel on twitch and all of our destinations talking about the coming week and taking your questions in the live chat so do not miss that mikey virginia for everybody here i want to thank sam Britton. i'm govier we're heading out now and taking it on over to the main man also known as russell crowe this is the official fantasy baseball podcast of captain jack aubrey Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. <laughs>